podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Layla Ali told me not to turn pro. What? Yeah. Come tell the story. (laughs) Tell the story. Because everybody was like, yo, she just going to diss Clarissa like that? And I'm like, how she diss me? So I had to go listen to it. And I'm like, she gave me props. And then I continued listening to her, and I'm just like, I never disrespected her until then. And then I was like, you know, if you feel like no other woman fighter is good enough for you to come out of retirement, how about you come out of retirement and prove it? <laughs> That's what I want to hear. <laughs> come on, come on, Layla. So, you had the two. Dream it. <laughs> Believe it. Become it. <laughs> What's next, Vince? Come on down. <laughs> Come on, I recognize. Hold on, you see what's going on? Listen. Wait there. Words oh the words are choking. They're choking me. I don't even know what to say. It's the pepper suit. It's the pepper suit. <laughs> I don't even know what to Live from the US of A, we have the greatest woman of all time. The GOAT. The GOAT. The, uh, the GOAT. GOAT. The GOAT. The GOAT. I, I want you to understand what's going on. Right. Not in America. Not in Peckham, <laughs> in London. L O D O N. It's a pleasure. Hold on. You spelled London wrong. Wait, wait, wait. L O N D O N. She yeah. said I it. She's correcting me already. Wrong. She's sharp. He said L O D O N. That's why the chair. That's why you're the champ, champ. See what I'm saying? I'm getting spelling corrections already. But hold on. Here she is. Round of applause. <laughs> so, come on, Spence, do the business. Now, come on, man. Let's just break it down really quickly for you guys, right? Now, a lot of you guys didn't... didn't. I've, I've been speaking to this young lady since 2012 when she came over here for the, for the London Olympics and she smashed it. And I remember watching her. I ain't going to lie to you. At a time when you, was, when, when, when you were fighting and I tweeted you and I said, the lady that I saw right there could be be many professionals. I'm not talking female professionals, I'm talking male <laughs> yeah. professionals. <laughs> Broke up brothers. Right? No, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah. when, I, when I saw her fight, I said, brother, I'm a fan. And I remember tweeting that. And then she, she tweeted me, oh, she took like on it. And then like, from then we was talking. And then from then, I've just been like one of her biggest fans. Like, for the fact that we're seeing female boxers, mm-hmm. forget about her being a female boxer. As a boxer, she's a pound for pound right now. Absolutely. Give the girl her credit. Come on. You know what I mean? <laughs> Ten fights, two KOs, three-time weight world champion, <laughs> and she's done it in reverse. Come on. Come on, man. <laughs> What's the you, heard, you heard what Ninja Man should say. Putting the cup in and reverse the earth. My girl is... No, she's a G. She's a G. <laughs> but yeah, it's... You came to my attention when I watched the documentary. The T-Rex. T-Rex. Us, the, the, you know what? Just tell me what a little bit. I'm going straight into it. I want to know what it was like growing up in Flint, Michigan. I got a few different parts. So my mom was going through some things growing up, and I moved with my grandmother. Mm. And my grandmother's who raised me. That's why I'm so different from the rest of my siblings. My grandmother put morals and taught me how to cook mm-hmm. and Come taught on. me responsibilities, even uh, helped me talk. So growing up, I couldn't talk till I was five. Okay. And I had a stuttering problem till I was about 12. So I didn't really talk that well. People hear me talking now, they're like, whoa, mm-hmm. you had a stuttering problem? Yes. Mm-hmm. So um, I got into a lot of fights. I actually got bullied second and third grade. Then third grade, I was like, I had enough. They, they ain't bullying you now. No. 
<laughs> Trust Actually, me. since the third grade, <laughs> yeah. I've never got bullied again. Call I mean, bullied. like, I really, like, my anger was off the chain. Mm. I really couldn't control it. And then I found boxing. And that's how I turned to the woman that I am. Because boxing taught me that you can be tough, you can be a woman, but also to control your actions because your actions have consequences. Yes. Mm. Learning yes. that is yes. what changed my life. Learning that. So, box, so growing up, it was hard, but I've never fit in with everybody. Mm. You know, I've never, I had friends who stopped being friends with me because I started boxing. Like, what? You stopped being friends with me because I want to do a sport? But that's what women's sports was looked at. Like, it was, like, not normal, especially the box. Yes. And Flint, I've had people in my own family tell me that I'm going to be brain dead by the time I'm 17. Mm. You know, so now that I'm 25... Speedway world champion, two-time Olympic gold medalist. Looking like, fly, talking fly. Now they know that, look, <laughs> women's boxing is here. Yes. And I'm running the show. Yes, so, absolutely. Growing up in like it was hard, but it's all about the mindset. Yes. It wasn't as, can anybody else walk in my shoes and make it through Flint? No. Mm-mm. But it's not impossible. That's why I go back home and give and teach those kids who are growing up there now, hey, it's not going to be easy making it out of here. Yes. But it's not impossible. I remember watching yeah, a part. Yeah, Come yeah, on. Yeah. Press the button, turn. Nothing is impossible. Impossible is nothing. I've been saying this for a hot minute. Um, I remember watching a, a, a certain clip, and you were saying about, you know, when the Olympics came around, how hard you trained. Yeah. You know, I remember a part where you said you, hit, you would hit the bag until your arms was ready to fall off. Yeah. So tell me about that training experience and, you know, what it was like actually preparing and you know you know eventually winning the 2012 olympics well i can say from 2012 i was kind of on chill i was undefeated i was 26 and 0 mm. and i would have made i was number one on the u.s team but it was so many women who were older than me who had been around for so many more years that were jealous yes so mm. with them being jealous it kind of threw me off focus why why did that do that to you it threw me off focus because I was so used to being protected by my coach okay. who never let people come near me and I could just focus on training. He never let any outside outside voices come around me. Mm-hmm. And it was a tournament in China, the world championships, where he could not come. And this whole training camp, yes, I the whole time yeah. that we spent here in China, I was stressed and I was aggravated. And it was like the girls were like, the older women were picking on me and it was like, I still was kind of competing with the girls who I just had beat because I may have beat them to make the number one spot, but they had went to 178 and 152 and 141. They kind of scattered out. Mm -hmm. So they were still around, and they were like, oh, she don't make the Olympic team, then we may be able to get a a chance when that wasn't true, but that's what they wanted. So it was like so much stuff having to deal with them, you know, envious. And I got to a point to where I just wanted to block all of them out and I lost focus. And when I went to fight against Savannah Marshall, I had just won against a girl from India. Blew her out 29 points to maybe 6 or 10. Then I fought against um, Savannah Marshall. Never had footage of her. And I always used to Google the girls I fight. I've never not looked at a girl I, who I was going to fight, but I didn't even know who she was. I didn't know how tall she was, how long she was. So Valentine Marshall go fight. That's the um, yeah. English girl, right? English girl, yeah. yeah she's I, had, I had no clue. So we go in the arena, touch gloves, and I'm looking at this girl who, damn near six feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, first thing I thought was, shit, she's tall. And I've never <laughs> fought a girl that tall. Oh, I've man. had spawn partners that big, but they were, 
it just kind of caught me off guard. So I go out there the first round, and I come back. We had the point system. I was two to two. I've never scored two points in the first one. I always score six to eight. Okay. Mm. So I was like, okay. So then, next round I come back. I'm down three points. I think it's like three to seven, three to six. I'm like, I'm down three points. This is crazy. Then I go into the next round. They tell me I just got six points and she got maybe ten. So I'm like, okay. Last round, got to put it all online because I don't want to lose. I'm twenty six and zero. Yes. We got to try to knock Savannah Marshall out. Now, I went out there like a bat out of hell. Trying to catch her, throwing all the shots I could throw. And it was even a point where I had her in a corner and I was hitting her. And I thought it was going to be an eight count. But the ref jumped in and broke us up and put us back to the center of the ring. So I was like, what the heck? So from there, I lost points, eight to 14 points throughout the fight. And after that loss, it put so much rage in me. That's where my training started to get insane to where I was like, when I got home, I thought about everything in the fight that I just didn't like how my legs got tired from following her and chasing her down, how I was breathing hard, how my arms got tired. Mm -hmm. Listen, listen. It was just like, you know what? Instead of running two miles a day or two miles every other day, I started running four miles one day, six miles the next. Come on. Four miles the next day, six miles the next. And only took Sunday off. Come on. Come on. Then I went to a point to where I used to be hitting the bag. When my arms got tired, I was, you know, I was kind of cocky. I put my hands down like, I I work hard enough. I went to a point to where now I'm punching past the round. Yes. I'm not even taking no breaks. Mm. I'm making sure that my shoulders weren't like, when I go home, that I got to ice. Mm-hmm. I started sparring, and it was no love. I had a boyfriend at the time. I would kick his ass. <laughs> Come on, wait, wait, wait. Who you met out there? You were sparring. <laughs> you were sparring. One of my best sparring partners ever. He was six two. He actually almost made it to the was, was he on the co- documentary? Did they show him on the documentary? Yeah. Yes, I remember. Yes. I remember. He's tall, slinky, but I was just enraged at everybody. <laughs> they put. I was sparring heavyweights. Come I'm talking on. about. I'm putting heavyweights on the ground, and yeah. my and my coach was like. Rest, you're not going to have no sparring partners. At that point, I was like, I don't care. I don't care, yeah. We're getting but that win. I wanted to fight against Savannah Marshall again. I knew that I would, some reason in my mind, it was like God's going to set it up to where we fight in the Olympics, I know. But she underperformed. Mm-hmm. I won the Olympics. But all that hard work that I put in, yes, all the girls that I fought against. But you were 17 then, right? 17. Imagine so that. So I just want you to realize, the 17. Mindset, to have that mindset at years that old. age, uh, incredible. Yeah, you know, when I got back home, it was crazy when I had lost. People who never spoke to me before. Come on, we've been there, Listen, man. Listen, yeah, we know about Come this. Come on, man. I had went to McDonald's, and a guy that works at McDonald's tell me, oh, ain't you the girl that be getting knocked out? I almost had a fit in McDonald's. <laughs> I said, I'm 26 and old. 14 knockouts. Who the hell are you talking to? Yes. The guy was like, whoa, whoa, I'm just playing. And my best friend had to put me up out of there. But I come back to that McDonald's after I win the Olympics, right? And I and I tell the because the owner wants me to come there and have a meet and greet with the city. And I tell the owner, I don't like this McDonald's. Mm. He said, why? I said, because the manager here told me I'm the girl that would get knocked out when I had lost my first fight. Revenge. So Jesse walked up to me and said, tell me apologizing, saying that they're sorry and all this stuff. The manager. Huh. You on. know what? Come As on. the great Les Brown says, re- revenge mm-hmm. is a dish best served cold. And Absolutely. he also says, Absolutely. right? 
the, the you know what I mean for massive parts of disrespect where people give you in your life, yeah, to how to handle it is to reward them with massive success, and that's yes. what you've done, sis. Massive success. <laughs> Dream it, believe it, become. Listen, man. So coming back from the 2012 Olympics, yeah. It's kind of tradition that, and historically that, you know, you would get sponsorship deals and endorsements. And I remember watching something and I'm hearing you tell you, I mean, you say that, but these people ain't giving me nothing. Like, what, 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 what's going on? Yeah, I think even what? now, no, and I, back then. No, wait, wait, I want to know why Mrs. Shields or Miss Shields feels they never, they never came through for you. Too black. Too strong. <laughs> Come on. Too successful. Come on. And you can't silence me. Mm. That's where it comes from. Back then, I really wasn't open. Only thing I cared about was boxing. I didn't really care about the appearance look of it. As long as I was a great fighter, that's all I wanted to be. Mm. Um, and I wasn't about people being in my business either. Don't ask yeah. me how I grew up. Don't ask me none of my business. You know, I'd be like, I had a rough childhood. That's it. Mm. I'm not going to tell you how rough it was or why it was rough. It's none of your business. Yeah, it was rough. Right, but it got to a point to where I I did open up, but then it was like certain things that they, that they don't want you to talk about or that they, um, that they don't like about a woman, fighter to be. You, they don't want you to be outspoken. Mm-hmm. They don't want you to be, they want you to be strong, but not too strong to where it intimidate the man. Come on. You understand? Mm-hmm. So when you have a fighter like me, the only person on the 2012 Olympic team to win Olympic gold medal. And imagine, all up a second, you know who else was on there? One of, the, one of the guys who's ranked in the pound for pound right now, Errol Spence was on that team. Oh, yes. but yeah, I remember. Yeah. But he got robbed. Spence, he got robbed. He got robbed, I remember. He got robbed. Well, and, and, they, and they, they, they overturned the decision? Yeah, they overturned the decision. Then he came back in, but then he still yes. lost. Yeah, he still Errol lost. Spence was on there. I yeah, remember I remember. Watching Errol Spence I remember. Yeah. I'll tell you who I was really impressed with. Did you ever spar with Terrell Gracia? Gracia. You know you what? Spar? They would never let us spar because we were both aggressive. You were right. talking about Earl you Spence. Yeah. I spar Robert Easton who was once the champion. Robert Easton Jr. Yeah, former IBF um, um, yes. lightweight champ. Who else did I spar? Wow. I sparred against a couple guys that was on the team but they would never let me and Terrell Gachet spar which I was yeah. like he. I think it was like we had similar skills and it was like they didn't want us to actually be in their fighting because I tested everybody. Love okay. that. Everybody I sparred like they used to have Robert Easton move around the ring. I would be chasing him around, chasing him around. And I would be trying to hit him so hard to make him stand there. Come but on. Coach Al Mitchell taught me how to cut off the ring and taught me how to move on my feet and have defense while I'm moving. So when he taught me that, it changed the whole game. I knew I could go forward and block. I knew I could move backwards and block. I knew I could have good defense when I'm moving also. So when he taught me all that stuff from the Olympic Training Center, it really – uh, changed the game for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you look at like, you come back and then you're out at the Rio Olympics. Yeah. Right? And there's only two females who have become like a two-time Olympic gold medalist. Yeah. I mean, one's just recently retired now, former world champion <coughs> in Nicola Adams. But then, but you did it as well. And at the time when you did it and then you turned professional, You've been a two-time Olympic champion. Is your grandma still alive? No, she passed no, she, 2010. She, 2010, so mm-hmm. she, didn't, she didn't get to... to, 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 no. to but she, believe me, trust me, 
Um, she knew I was going to do it. 100%. Let yeah. me tell you, two, two days ago was the 15th year of my dad's anniversary since my dad passed away, right? And I'm telling you, like, people only die when you forget them. I know you're never going to forget your grandma. Yeah. And her spirit's still with you. All the time. Try yes. and know that part then. Right? So every time when you're doing what you're doing right now, you are not just honoring yourself and your family, but you're honoring her, her legacy and what she's put inside you, that tenacity, but also the manners, how you are, because you're very, very manageable. There's never a time that I send you a message that you don't reply to me. <laughs> never a time. Never, you know what I mean? Like, I'm active on social right? media more right. than I should be. But regardless of that, you know what I mean? Because people seem like you being this like this tenacious person when you fight. Like we was, we was, when we was driving down there, um, me, and my, me and my mate um, RJ, when we was driving down there, driving down and like was watching one of your fights in the car he said bro they would they would they want to get tested <laughs> i was he watching said, a spy session with a with another girl and you was just a ain't the yeah. word, man. but no, i'm just looking at your arm it says i say two time what did you actually get that before you become yeah, two before you I see, knew I dream it, believe it. Because oh, no, wait there, I saw we got one of them. Dream it, <laughs> come on, it's there. Become it, dream it. You had the tattoo, yeah, inscripted before you became a two-time Olympic champion, yeah. And um, tell me about that belief, that mindset. Like, I had been. It was like seventeen, right? I was only five eight. Uh, I could barely make 165 pounds. I was 158, 156 pounds. They were trying to force me to eat to be bigger. Mm. And it was like the girls I was fighting against, they may have been bigger and they may have felt stronger, but I was, you know, punching girls and knocking their mouthpiece out. I went in there and I was able to chase girls down and beat them up and win a fight. So now we're, you know, fast forward in four years. In the first two years, I still had to go back to high school after I won the first Olympics. I was in the 12th oh. grade. People don't know that. They think, oh, you know, everybody who's in the Olympics is older. I had to go back to school. How yes. was you received at school, though? I was popular. Thing. Come yes. on. It was popular, and I was being followed around for my documentary, and mm. we had, like, a code. If I would say something, that mean that the person wasn't my friend and not to put them in a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Because I don't like fake. I don't yeah. do fake Come people. On. That's right. So it was like... Ah, you're not gonna be my doc. You know the people that came around just because, like, yeah. oh, she got the cameras in front Some, of her. Sometimes friends. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so we had a Fear code. With our friend. <laughs> we had a code, and I was like, you know, kind of like grab my ear, so the so the producer would know. People okay. filming would know, like, okay, we can scratch this film. This is fake because everybody want to be in the story. So whenever I pull the ear, it's fake. Don't put them in it. Mm. So like, just the year. A year in as a professional fire. Yeah. I mean, 2017, you become world champ. Yeah, I knew that would happen. Jeez. I just didn't know I'd be fighting on TV. Okay. That came as a total surprise. When Showtime told my manager, hey, we want to have her fight main event on Showtime to win a world title, I thought it was a hoax. Alda, right? It was Alda. I'm like, I don't think that that's real. And I thought... They're saying it's now, but they're going to call maybe a week or two before the fight and say, hey, we could bump you down to co-main, or we bumped you to the TV opener, or we bumped you right to the fight before the TV. Yeah, but the girl that you beat, she was 15 and 0, you know? Yeah, 17. Was, 17 and 0. 17 yeah, and Nikki right. Adler. I'm, I'm going off a head top, right? Mm -hmm. So, right. She could fight, you know? That's what they said. No, nah, she could fight. No, no, no. She could fight. No, no, no. Okay. No. She could fight. She could fight. She, she can't fight. fight like... She was no, 17 no, she and 0 with, like with nine fight. knockouts, so... 
I thought, but that's the thing. I can't respect records. I'm going to look up the opponent. I'm going to look at her strong points. I'm going to look at her weaknesses. And then I'm going to decide, okay, what I got to do to beat her. I knew from then, I'm like, she's too slow. Come on. She don't punch hard enough. Come on. And she don't have no head movement. She finna be in for the fight of her life. She fit it. I see, you, see, you see that word? She fit it. <laughs> Come on, bro. I love this word, you know. That's how we go. I have finna. She a ball. I need the Chris Sam finna. It's not yeah. even a word. <laughs> Come on, you told me yeah, something. Your, 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 your style, but your style of boxing, because I'm going to be real with you. I'm glad that you're here, right? So I'm, 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 I'm telling you. When I saw you box as an amateur, your style, like you was in and out, pop up, moving. Yeah. When you turn pro, it's like you just became all business. Like, right, I just want to knock people out. Like, I that's be trying. The style, the style, no, but the style changed to me. It changed, but then I've seen like now. Yeah, it did. It took to me because I mm. think maybe it's because they they could be like um, uh, unconscious bias to the fact that. We're thinking to ourselves, it's female boxing, and I've got to sell myself <coughs> a certain way. Like, you were very aggressive based. But now, when I'm watching you, you've gone back to the girl that, the young lady <laughs> yeah. who I saw when I first watched you in, in the 2012 Olympics. You've gone back to that, you, you, like, your hands are more low guard, yeah. you're blocking shots, <laughs> you're rolling shots, right? You see, yeah. I watch, I'm watching you, right? So, it's uh, the, the style, her, she, yes. her style, is, it's not even evolved. It's like to how it was, but it's improved now, especially now you're with John David Jack. That's what I was just yeah. about to say. Would he's you, he's yeah. helped me get comfortable. He always tell me when I first started sparring and we couldn't get any girl sparring partners, he have guys sorry, come sorry, in. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Turn off that heater, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's hot in there. You, you already made the place hot. Now okay. The thing is getting hotter. But anyway, come on, come on. No, so Coach John, right? When I first got with him, he said, I'm not going to teach you how to fight because you already know how to fight. But he was like, um, I want you to relax. And I'm like, what really what is that because i'm always on go mm. you know i'm like let's fight let's fight let's fight and whoever dropped first that's who dropped first but he said no i watched you box like you said he said i want you to let, to put your hands down i said put my hands mm. <laughs> yeah because i used to box like that i used to have yeah, my I'm hands down you. and everything and he was like relax you can still do that stuff because i think my pro debut kind of sent me into a shock of always keeping my hands up because I fought against heavy hitter French on. Yeah. And getting yeah. here with eight ounce gloves, 10 ounce gloves with no headgear is way different. So from there, that put me in a mindset of like, I'm finna dog these girls out. I'm about to beat them down, mm. you know? So then it got, when I got with Coach John, he was like, you use some of your boxing sometime, but he was like, you don't have to be aggressive all the time. He was like, set up your shots, be calm and relax. And I start sparring and I'll go in there, you know, Whenever I spar anybody the first time, I go in and try to wreck them the first mm -hmm. couple rounds to get that respect, yeah, especially from a male that. fighter. Because males, it's been guys who don't don't even warm up, and they're looking at me like, oh, I'm about to spar a girl. And I'm just like, okay, <laughs> I'm over there hitting the bag, getting warm. Yeah, you'll find out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, soon enough. So we get inside the ring, and I get the peppering this guy up. And he's like, whoa, who is that? Why does a girl box like that? She's slipping my jab. She's blocking my uppercut. Yeah, and I'm bigger than you. I will bully you in here. You better box for real. You better get down to the business. So, Coach John was like, I need you to be more slicker. You slicker than all these guys. He may be faster, but you slicker. Use your feints. And when Coach John started getting me into that, it transferred over to my past few fights. Okay. And now I'm like, oh, 
I can be aggressive and stuff when I want to, but I also know that I can bring my skill and my stuff. But at first, like I said, I was just into the protect mode because I had been hit so hard my pro debuts where I'm like, I'm not doing that Mm -hmm. again now. You got to protect yourself a little bit more in the pros. But my last fight, I don't know how many times I got hit. What, six? Hmm. And it was just like I was relaxed. I had fun. And after the fight, I didn't have any cuts or bruises on my face. So it was like Coach John is constantly standing in the corner. Relax. Pick your shots. Set it up. And him constantly telling me that in the gym. And when I'm sparring, it kind of all works itself out and all works together to where I'm not so tight and just throwing yeah. everything hard, trying to get people out of there. It is. Because, yeah. like, now we can see it's, it's like there's a fluidity back in your work. Yeah. And that was the thing that, that – I was like romanticizing when I first watched it. I said, this girl's bad. I just remember watching it in my front room mm. when the Olympics was on and it was like, oh, and here we have the um, Clarissa Shields from America, only 17 years old. And I'm yeah. like, yep. yeah. I said, anyway, it's true. He said, I'm looking at this girl. I said, this girl, I'm on Twitter <laughs> now telling him, no, this girl's bad. Yes. You know what I mean? So to see that, but when I'm talking like with John David Jackson, people, people don't give John David Jackson the... The, the respect or the credit that he should deserve, yeah. not not even as a as a trainer, but as a fighter. A fighter. He was a he defensive spit wizard. The, spit the now knowledge. Now we have to spit the knowledge. Because spit the knowledge. The first time I saw John David Jackson, he came over here and he fought for the WBO World Junior Middleweight Title. Yeah, he yeah, came against to, a this, guy you guys said that was really good. Okay, Chris Pyatt. Yeah. Chris Don't Pyatt. play with Chris Pyatt, the guy from Leicester. Leicester, Leicester man. man. He used <laughs> to cut out man with that Straight left foot. Left foot. Bam. Yeah, he, he, this guy was a knockout artist, right? And the way Leicester's finest. John David Jackson, yep. he played with him. Yep, and I I, and they, they couldn't work out his style. He was like he was leaning back. Yeah, leaning back. Awkward. <laughs> by the time you by the time you realize that he's leaning back, he step in and he pop you with a jab and he hit you over the, with, yeah. with a cross and come out with a hook. He was such a good fighter. And not only that, but when we're talking about an average student of the game, because I've been around John David Jackson since, when was it? April 2008, when Bernard Hopkins fights Joe Kawasaki. And he was working with Bernard Hopkins, even though he fought Bernard Hopkins. But he was working with Bernard Hopkins. And me and he would sit down every morning for breakfast, and we just talk boxing. And, like, there ain't much that that guy don't know, you know. Yeah, he knows the game. He's an old school fighter, and now that you got him with you, like, and he's with you, with you, and I can tell by how you're speaking about him. Trust me, your skills alone, the stars, the limits. But with that, you're going to different hemispheres. I'm telling you that now. You yeah, I remember. Yeah. Trust me, my wicked. personal experience with uh, Mr. Jackson. He came over when he f- Joe Joyce full. Um, the guy's Brian a Jennings. vegan boxer. Yeah, Brian Jennings. Yes. Okay. And uh, you know me, Spencer. I don't look at the fighter. I always look at the trainer. So after the fight, you know, we was going to, our next fight was going to be Kovalev. And, it, you know, I said to him, nice to meet you, sir. I was watching you. I was studying. I always study the coaches and see how they react and what they're looking at. And uh, I see him. He, there's, he's got this energy about him, which I know he's passing on to the fighters or you in particular. And uh, he's just a cool guy. I can see why someone like that maybe not get the credit either because he doesn't really say much. Uh. That's what I said. Maybe in the gym, he does say a lot. <laughs> but but that, he speaks to who he want to speak yeah, to. Yeah, that's what I, and that's that's what I, I say, clocked about him. He's not a guy him. who just, he don't want attention. Yes, that, attention and that's, that's it. 
gravitates to him like he does to me. Yes. Like when I go places, I could just sit there quiet like this. And everybody mm. be like, that Clarissa, they run over. Yeah, I know. Yes. You, you should see when you came in there. How many Bentleys popped up for you? Yes. This <laughs> comes to you. Attention, this comes to you. Well, you know, they say like attracts like. 100%. Then, uh, two of you seem to be the same. Yeah, he talk as much trash as I talk to. You guys yeah. may not know, yes. but <clears throat> it's plenty of times. I mean, I just, I laugh sometimes. He'd be like, hey, keep the jab in the bitch face. Keep the jab in the face. You know? <laughs> he whispered in my ear. You know, he'd be like, hey, 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 film stick. And hey, set her ass up. Stick. I love you know, just, just stuff like that. We laugh about, and people were like, fought against Christina Hammer, right? And I came back to the corner. He said, you know, I, how's her jab? I said, her jab is popping. She got a hard-ass jab. And he said, okay, good. Keep moving your head for me. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, people yeah, like, yeah. She's in shape to the point that her and Coach John can talk in the corner. But what they don't realize is that sometime, majority, when I come back to the corner after sparring, if I get hit with a shot or if I land a shot, I ask him what it was because I'm in the moment. I don't know. Yeah, I kind of do what my body tells me to do and what my That's eyes quick. see. But Coach John, he'll tell me, hey, you caught him with a left hook. You throw that shot again, he'll go down. The uppercut is open. Keep the jab, keep the jab. You land, you, you land off the jab. Keep the jab going. You know, and he'll tell me that. But then also, too, I'll tell him, I'll ask him, hey, is the, is the double right hand open to the head or do I need to go to the body first? And, I'll t- I'm, and we talk throughout this minute, and we figure it out for the next round. Mm. You know, and that's how knowledgeable he is and the knowledge that I have, and we make it work. Yes. You know, together, like, we'll watch my fights after. And I remember um, – the fight after Christina Hammer, I was so mad. One, I didn't knock her out, but I thought I did in the eighth round. We both thought I did. And then when the fight was over, I was like, Ugh. 10 rounds. She lasted 10 rounds, and I wanted to, you know, put her out. And um, I watched the fight two times. I said, I ain't watching this no more. It's sick. My, my performance was trash. And I text Coach John. I'm like, hey, you watched the fight? He was like, yeah. I'm like, what did you see? He was like, you did good. I'm like, that's crap. No, I didn't. Let me know. He like, no, really. You you improved from the last fight. You used your jab. You was moving. You did. She kept holding you. I said, but it's my fault that she kept holding me. How can I prevent that? He was like, some people just, she wanted to survive. She didn't want to fight. So that made me take some of the pressure off myself. Because I was mad. Like, why did I allow her to keep holding me to let her last 10 rounds? <laughs> and I'm like, my jab to me was sloppy. My right hand wasn't as straight as I wanted it to be. He was like, you won the fight. And I'm like, I don't care. Yes, yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> I want to be perfect. Yep. When I yep. watch a fight, I want to be able to say, damn, that girl's good. And I do say that after every fight. But my last fight against Ivana was my best performance so far. Best performance. And in the Ivana fight, you've done something that fighters <laughs> don't do. You're, you became a free red wolf world champion yeah. in the shortest amount of time Crazy. but you did it in reverse yeah i just want you to realize this part here you know what i mean so you won the you won the super middleweight title the, the ibf right, ibf wbc wbc you drop down you win the middleweight crown undisputed undisputed middleweight crown all mm. five belts right yeah. then five you drop down again yeah right to 154 Ugh. now what do you mean 154, you know? Yeah. Right. How'd you manage to cut the weight? I'm not <laughs> a big girl like that. People look at me and they're like, oh, she's stocky. She's big. 
I wear the weight at 68 how I'm supposed to wear it for that fight. Yes. Okay. And I can lose the weight for 60. And then 54 took more of a, you know, more of a stricter diet. Discipline, yes. I'm not. What's, what's your favorite food? Um, before I stopped eating meat six months ago. Okay. I would, used to love fried chicken, steaks, and mac and cheese and yam. Soul food is <laughs> what I love. So how do you feel now that you're a vegetarian? Or is when, it vegan? I'm a vegetarian. Vegetarian. I feel better. I feel like I have more energy. Okay. Um, I'm 169 pounds, and I'm fighting at 154. My next fight in May, I have to lose 15 pounds for the fight. When it, when it used to be 35, wow. you know, and 30 pounds. So now yes. losing that weight is going to be so much easier. I can really focus on my craft in camp and not focus on losing weight, losing weight which can be... It can cause trouble sometimes, especially not knowing how to lose it the right way, which I know how now. But at first, it just was like getting that big and losing weight, getting that big and losing weight was like, it's hard. So with with me not eating meat, I don't get as big. I have more energy. Um, I feel like my skin looks better. I feel better. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Being a vegetarian has really worked out itself for me, and I don't think I'll ever go back to eating meat. I I started eating meat. Eating fish. <laughs> stay around Spencer. <laughs> no, I went back to eating right fish last, to last month, and my ribs. Started, yeah, it, it does that. Because I was a vegetarian for six years. I don't know how I got that. I I'm a meat eater. One time with that, when Joshua was born, when I said, "Listen, don't try to make yourself a vegetarian. Don't, no." And um, yeah, but I, I've seen the benefits myself for. For a lot of people, I mean, I was a vegetarian for six years, and then I found Five Guys. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> and then I said, "Bro, loud is veggie thing. <laughs> but even at the time, you know, people <laughs> seem to <laughs> Spencer. People seem to think that you know you're not going to be able to perform as well as you did when you was eating meat. You're not about to. You're not going to be able to punch as hard or punch as. Mean. But I know, I right. know, that's just not the it's case. A myth. It's hundred percent a myth. So all you boxers out there, try it. It might make you feel better. Yeah, I mean it's to each his own. Yes. You know, but when you Ooh, watch those documentaries it. to the game changer, to what the hell, it really break it down that it's poison. Mm. I mean, if you don't have I would eat meat if I had a friend on a farm who cut the chicken head off and cleaned the chicken and I ate the chicken the same day. Mm-hmm. But you know, we're eating chicken that's in a store and, and we don't know how long it's been sitting there. When it when it got killed, when it got clean, I mean, you know, like the living conditions, I I just can't eat it. That's true. Yeah, I can't do it no more. Yeah, so a lot of people seem to be changing to vegetarian. So Spencer, like, I got me messed up. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I eat meat. Trust so, me. oh no. So, what's next for the greatest woman of all time? Layla um, Ali. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Layla. Oh, oh, no, wow. oh, no, wait, wait. We want we got, Layla. We got a touch of the Layla. We want Layla. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. want to know what's going on because I, you know, Layla. She's she's known for her trash world. She could talk tough, definitely. And I saw a little clip where she was saying, "Yeah, you know, Christian Seals, I've been there. You know, you gotta pay me this man of money oh, <laughs> to come and Poor find Layla. me." But <laughs> listen, she can't man, help it. This, you're the you're the new generation, so yeah. you know it's gonna be very difficult. Even if she did get back in shape. Well, one, I heard she's been secretly training for a year. 
Uh-huh. Okay. So that's cute. You think you're smart. Okay. <laughs> that should be cute. smart. Right. But the thing is, you've been secretly training for a year, and I've been publicly fighting and training for Come a year. Come on, so. listen. So okay. No matter. Train or you wasn't in secret, but we're fighting. Yeah, the thing is with Layla, I would say is that she's envious, not of me. Because mm-hmm. she's feel like, oh, I have this, I have that, I have this, I have that, and Clarissa doesn't. Thumbs up, but I have stuff like that she doesn't have. One. The two Olympic gold medals. Come on. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the amateur pedigree, the amateur background, and then the turn pro have the TV network of Showtime behind, um, behind me. I fought on The Zone. I fought on HBO. And I believe she only fought on TV one time. Her That's versus crazy. Jackie Frazier and did 100,000 buys pay-per-view. This is my thing with Layla. Her biggest purse was 600000 Why does she think she can come out of retirement after she wasn't even the best in her era. Come on. And demand $5 million to $10 million no for the fight. And it's like, look, that kind of money is in women's boxing, of course, but we have not made it there yet. Why? Because after she quit boxing, she did not help uplift the sport. It died. Come on, press the button. So now, <coughs> now the sport has died. Who had to come back and resurrect the come sport? On. Clarissa Shields did. Come on. And Layla Ali told me not to turn pro. What? Yeah. Come tell the story. Come on. Tell what? the what? story. She I saw won. the future, man. Yeah. She saw the future, man. I'm telling you. Come on. I already felt that Layla was kind of intimidated by me. Yes. Just because of when I first met her when I was 17, she was kind of like lecturing me, like, go to college, do this, do that. What's your plans? Boxing not going to always work out for you. You got to have a backup plan. Uh, I felt like she was, was being like a big sister. It was like a big sister moment, but then again, I'm like, nah. Nah, like something, <laughs> she wants to detour me away from boxing yeah, when yeah. boxing is my life. Yes. So I go back to the Olympics again, and I have a meeting with her before I go to the Olympics. And, um, you know, she's just saying like, you know, I can do this and I can do that. What well, she's saying she could do. And she wished me luck. And we were actually friends. Her name in my phone was Big Sis Layla. Mm. We were cool. So after I win the Olympics, she told me, don't ever go pro. Go to many Olympics as you can. You never make no money in the pro- in the professional boxing. And you'll never um, fight on TV. It, she said it's just not, not going to happen. She was like, basically, she felt like because she couldn't do it, I can't. It don't work like that. Don't work like that. It don't work like that. You could be the door of a legend, all the, all the greatest of all times. It doesn't work like that. No. So, I never compared myself to her, because I just knew like she's been retired, you know, more years than I was even boxing. been boxing. Yeah, you know, yeah. so I just was like, I never compared us. So I never understood where her where her envious, you know, stuff came from. But I turned pro blind, didn't have an idea, had my first fight. For fifty thousand, I asked her and I asked Ann Wolf because I'm I had a relationship with both of them. Ann Wolf could fight, you know. Yeah. Ann Wolf will give you nightmares. Yeah. I'm, listen, I met Ann Wolf in <laughs> Germany. Ann Wolf can fight. Yeah, yeah. she's a real right. Thing. Trust she's me. A real one. Right, right. She'll thump out your teeth. Yeah, so the documentary on right. her she's, well. she's, she's a serious real. woman. So I asked Ann Wolf how much was her highest purse in boxing because I wanted to kind of give myself like a gauge, it. A gauge it, yeah, yeah, you know. And Ann Wolf told me her biggest purse was fifty thousand dollars. Could you believe it? Wow, a beast like that, yeah. hmm. freaking she warrior. Yeah, she was. She was knocking old. out Amazons. Yep. Yeah. Fifty thousand, yep. please. Yeah, she could fight, man. And I asked Layla how much was your biggest person. She told me 
600,000. I couldn't believe it. Why? She's Muhammad Ali's daughter. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Not even about. Listen. Makes sense. Not even about her skills. It's yeah. like. So what you're bringing to the table. You should have been able to, to captivate off your name alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean millions. But I, I do find that. I do find that a lot of the old pros are kind of. I don't know if bitter is the right word, but. NBA is jealous. And the fact that, that, you know, the new generation are making so much money. But I'm like, brother, this is a new time. So um, what do you expect it to be the same time as, like... You know, you know what? If the, old, check this one out. if the older generation, yeah, does not want to see the, the young the young ones yes. surpass what they've done, that's you're not good. evil. Yeah, you that's want, not you, good. Really and truly, you want, you want the world to re- work in reverse then. Yeah, it don't work I like mean, that. You want, you want people to go elevate. You want someone... I, want, I, w- I would love for someone to... Surpass Bob Tundi Ajay. Ain't gonna surpass, happen, man. Surpass, uh, <laughs> Ain't gonna happen, surpass, man. I want, I want loads. Nah, I, get lo- I want loads of little young knowledges. You're coming out and say, I want to be like you. Yeah. There's a young I boy. Want- there's a young boy. I call him the little knowledge okay. from the, from America. Little glasses. I yeah, think he done his, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's um, always saying Golden Child. Yeah, Golden that Child Junior. We gotta get him. A, he's 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 my little pup. Yeah. When I followed the kid, he went nuts. He's yeah. like. I want to see someone surpass what I'm like anything it, I'm doing. So same thing. So it's like I'm I don't get this envy thing. Mm. Or like I, don't I get knew it. it was really envious when I would text her and tell her about my fights and she stopped texting back. She responded the first two, three fights. You know what? But when I became a world champion, I never heard from her again. I would I would text her, hey, I'm fighting on this channel this time. You know, can you watch? You know, can you post about it? She never will respond. So I stopped texting her. Of course. And then the next time I hear her even speaking about women's boxing because she don't speak about it. She don't support any of the fighters. She's on the breakfast club, and she giving me props at the beginning. Like, oh, you know, it's a girl named Clarissa Shields from Flint. Had a pretty rough life. She came up. You know, she got two Olympic gold medals. She's pro now. Strangely, me and her fight at the same weight. But, you know, she's repping women's boxing now. So the okay. interview continued, and then they asked her, oh, Layla Ali, um, would you ever come out of retirement? <laughs> For what? There's no girl good enough to give me a challenge. Yeah, it's too yeah. easy. She said this recently. I, yeah, I saw yeah, this Breakfast Club yeah, yeah. almost two, three saw, years yeah, ago. Yeah, sweet. Was okay. this sweet? Yeah, this was, yeah, no, this yeah. was two, three years ago yeah, on, on Breakfast Club. With Charlamagne, yeah. yeah. So yeah. then if, yeah. so that day when I seen it, because everybody was like, yo, she just going to diss Clarissa like that? And I'm like, how she diss me? So I had to go listen to it. And I'm like, she gave me props. And then I continued listening to it. And I'm just like, nobody's good enough for you to come out of retirement. You're not even the best fighter. Stop it. You weren't the best in your era, and you're not definitely not the best in my era. Mm. And I just was like, wow. And it kind of, honestly, to be real, it hurt my feelings because it was like, my I, big wanted, sister. I yeah. wanted her to support me. Yes. yes. I, I'm not going to beg for support, but it's like, I want your support just because you are the most known female fighter. Even Come though on. I hope to surpass you, it's not out of envious. I hope to surpass you because it's a new era. That's <laughs> correct. That's it. But I never disrespected her until then. And then I was like, you know, if you feel like no other woman fighter is good enough for you to come out of retirement, how about you come out of retirement and prove it? <laughs> That's what I want to hear. <laughs> come on, come on, Layla. So, you heard the two. Yeah, so if, let's a fight, if a fight, seriously, I'm telling you this now. Right now. Let's get the promoters. Let's, yeah, let's exactly. pipe up this thing. For real. Because, <laughs> told you, let's go Saudi Arabia with that yeah. right now. Yes. We'll talk to MTK Global. Yep. <laughs> go Layla to Saudi Arabia. No. They'll put that fight on. 
And me and Baba Tunde Jai went out 25%. <laughs> more than that, more than that. 50. I would love for it to happen. I'm, Come not, on. A, I'm not a talker. Talk to your man. I would Talk love to, to your man in Dubai. Let's get that fight. Talk to your man in Dubai. Let's get that fight. We are going to promote that fight. Trust me. Spend Safir and Tunde Jai. Clarissa Shields against Layla Ali. Live how, in Saudi how, Arabia. How, yeah. how much money are we getting for that? Well, <laughs> That's what we want to know. About 50 mil. <laughs> Yeah. Hey. <laughs> hey, talk to me. <laughs> Come on, fight might happen. Fight might happen. Listen, we could work magic. Who would have thought? Who would have thought yesterday that you would be here today, looking at the O2? Who no? Who would have no, thought that you would I be the first person ever to grace the show? The fight is right live, not on the phone. We've had Tarver, Mike McCallum. We've had so many fighters. Shannon Briggs. All on the phone, but you. Him. He's funny. Shannon's my man. He's my, guy, man. He's my man. Let's go, Jim. Yeah, he wanted me to trade him. Remember, yeah, I, remember I was working with him for his London fight when David Hay fooled him. <laughs> <laughs> he said that if he fights, he will fight him next. And David, he knocked out the guy in first. You know, Shannon's got the most first round knockouts in heavyweight history. Heavyweight history. You know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Serious guy, Shannon the Cannon. But I have to say, Krisha, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, honor, uh, inspir- you are inspiration to so many boxers, female boxers, women boxers, and I think that you've, you know, you've highlighted the fact that it really doesn't matter if you're a man and a woman no, or a woman. I'm swinging. <laughs> if you got the heart, <laughs> if you got the heart, the will, the determination, the sacrifice, anything and everything is possible. And trust me, this yeah. young lady has the heart to play the part. Trust me, and the skills to pay the bills. Yes. You just keep on doing what you're doing. And the looks to give you the hooks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Press on. the button. <laughs> Come on. So, ladies and gentlemen, we bring to you live, direct, the one, the only, the majestic, the beautiful, greatest woman boxer of all time. Yes. The quote. The, the one, the only. Carisha Shields. Yes. <laughs>